Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits of breakfast. Radio City 96.7. Hello and welcome along to another Radio City Breakfast Show podcast with me, Rossi and the Co. Hello, Claire. Hello, Rossi. Hello, Jay. Hello, Simon. How are you, Ducky? <laughs> I'm very good, Ducky. How are you, Ducky? Uh, you know what? If it was any better, I'd have to reach across the studio desk and punch you. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, not again. What? <laughs> Donate each other again, please. Okay, uh, shall we start off with, uh, well, it was someone we caught up with last week who's got a new album coming out and I think could be coming to play live in Liverpool. At least she made a, a note, actual, a physical note. She wrote it down. Uh, we caught up with uh, Charlotte Church on The Breakfast Show last week and uh, here's how it went. Waking you up on weekday. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. This is Liverpool's hit music station, Radio City 96.7. Our guest today on the Radio City Breakfast Show with Rossi and Co. is a lady who needs no introduction whatsoever. I know exactly what my first question is going to be and I demand an answer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Charlotte Church. Charlotte Church, I'm going to get straight down to business. Why is your TV show still not running on Channel 4? It was brilliant. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Well, maybe it will be running again next year, but... Maybe on a slightly different channel with a slightly different format. Ah, do you know what? I loved the hidden camera. I loved the way you do your interviews. You were quirky. It really? was just a oh, brilliant, brilliant. I'm not. I'm not just saying it because you're a guest on the show today. If if I had nothing nice to say, I'd probably say nothing. Oh, but bless we you. all we all were talking about it before you came in this morning uh, about the TV show. But it's just a great watch. It was brilliant. Well, yeah, it was kind of. Uh, I think it was a kind of a bit flyaway that you know you could go for a, for a laugh on a. Yeah. You know, after a hard day's work or whatever, getting ready for the weekend. And that's kind of what we wanted from it. So, yeah, it was really, really good fun. So I'd love to do something like that again. Yeah, it def- definitely had that weekend feel. It definitely had that weekend yeah. feel. So uh, you are back again. Uh, five years ago, uh, uh, you were on the show. I was doing a different show, the mid-morning show at the time, when you came into the Radio City Tower. And yeah. uh, five years on, there's been a big gap between the last album and uh, this new album, which comes out in 10 days' time, uh, yeah. called Back to Scratch. Yes. So, Obviously, you've had two children in, in that space of time. You've uh, been a judge on uh, the Andrew Lloyd Webber over the rainbow. You've done all sorts. Um, I've been pretty busy. <laughs> have you been work? Is this five years in the making, or did you just sort of put everything in place and then start working this album recently? Well, I was kind of writing and recording for it for about, you know, a year and a half, two years. So yeah. it's been pretty long in the making. But yeah, obviously, the big length of time I've been away is generally because I had my two babies and, you know, I kind of wanted to spend as much time with them um, as I as I could and I still continue to do so. Um, but especially when they're tiny little newborn babies. Yeah. But they're amazing. They're the best They're the best thing I've ever done in my life. So Yeah, awesome. well, I can sort of go along with that. I've got a, a little four-year-old and, and you do notice little little changes almost on a daily basis. And exactly. You don't yeah. want to miss any of those changes. You feel deprived if you miss anything, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so much more rewarding. Just those tiny little changes that wouldn't mean much to anybody else but because they're yours. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like the be-all and end-alls. Back to scratch... Uh, is there something, a message there on the title? Is is this basically you, you're going back to scratch to start again? Or? 
Well, I, I suppose back to scratch can be interpreted in lots of different ways. It could mm. literally, you know, I could be going back to scratch in terms of my music uh, because that seems to be all that I ever do. <laughs> right. Is go right back to the drawing boards. Um, it could also mean just in terms of uh, kind of the instrumentation of it. It's kind of a lot more acoustic and and singer-songwritery. It could mean in my life, mm. it, you know, in terms Ooh. of relationships. Yeah. yeah, there's many interpretations. Or it could mean, you know, to, I'm scratching somebody's back. Right. <laughs> well, uh, so you, yeah, you mentioned you got a, a new man in your life and, and everything else. So, so you and the ex, are you still on good speaking terms? Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's good. We've, we've managed to remain really good friends, which is awesome. Uh, and I've been watching him on Strictly, which has been brilliant. Mm. Do you know what, Charlotte? I've got to ask you because obviously a professional athlete, yeah, yeah. and uh, competitive as you like. These people are just in a different competitive league than most people, yeah. Completely, yeah. How how would Gavin feel if he was beaten on Strictly Come Dancing by Anne Whittingham? <laughs> oh, not very good at all. I don't think he'll feel good if he's beaten at all. No, no, but Anne Whittingham and Paul Daniels <laughs> yeah, would not be yeah. insult to injury. A little um, bit, but I don't know. I think he's going to pull through it, you know. You reckon he could win it? I really do. You do? Uh, yeah. Do you know another thing? Uh, there was a bit of banter between you and Cheryl Cole a wee while ago. Are you, are you friends or is it girls allowed and you're not friends? Or... Do you know what? I've never met her. Have I've never, never met, met her, her once in my life. I think it was a stupid little spat when we yeah. were both teenagers and we both thought that we were special. Uh, and then we kind of grew up a bit more and became women and just kind of let it go. But I'm, like I said, I've never met her. But those sort of things, are those things, things are all right. Nobody's harmed and it all adds colour to the tapestry of life. Little spats yeah. and little bits of banter like that doesn't do anybody any harm. You know where Danny was off having her baby in the, in, in the early stage of X Factor? Yes. Why, why would you consider it to be a judge? I don't know, but yeah. to be honest, I don't think I would have done it. To be really? honest, really, yeah. I think I think that you would have probably been a bit more, uh, say, let's say, honest, straightforward, not beating around the bush. I think you'd have been kind when it was deserved, and I think you you, you would have been. I'm not going to use the word outspoken, but you would have been straight to the point. Well, yeah, right I think it's the only way to be, and especially in this industry. I mean, if you, you know, I don't think you can really fill people up with false hopes if they're just truly not good enough. So, yeah. <laughs> I probably would have been horrible. Because I would, I would have, I would have really thought. I thought that you'd have made a fantastic judge. And let's have it straight: uh, you've been in the music industry a lot longer than uh, than Cheryl, and a lot longer than Danny Minogue. You know what I mean? You've been what eleven years of age. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, probably thirteen years. Now. Probably longer than Simon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I feel so old. So, certainly not longer than Louis. I don't know about yeah. you, but with Louis's quiffage and the amount of whatever he's got, Botox or fillers or whatever, I think yeah. he's getting more and more like Danny Larue every time I see him. <laughs> a little bit. It doesn't he look a bit like Danny Larue? I can see that completely. Yeah. I'm sure he loved me for saying that. Uh, <laughs> me too. So uh, listen, I uh, I got to uh, say you've got the album right and the singles out. What, yeah. what about uh, a Charlotte Church tour? Because, you know, people would be interested. And, in, you know, there's a, a venue here that's been open for two years, the Echo Arena. I mean, I think, I think uh, it would be great to see you play a, a big live gig like that. I'm going to write that down, actually. Okay. The Echo Arena. Arena. Yeah, I am absolutely gagging to tour because that's what I'm all about. Like, I'm a yeah. singer. I love performing. I love kind of you know, kind of singing live in front of an audience with a band and just rocking out a little bit. So, um, I'm, yeah, absolutely desperate to do a tour. So maybe, hopefully, mm. we can put some dates in for maybe December, January, something Wow, like that. Oh, so soon. Now, that would be that would be absolutely fantastic. That would, yeah. be, that would be great. I mean, when you would, if you were touring, would you do any of your older stuff, the stuff that you used to do when you were younger, or would it be the material from the last album and this album? 
Well, I've got an idea of Go kind on. of opening up with kind of like a, a really moody chant, Gregorian chant. Wow. Uh, and then kind of going straight into one of the kind of harder yeah. kind of songs. Uh, I might do Crazy Chick, but I think I'd completely rework it. And, really? And, Why would you yeah. do that? Because it's kind of a little bit throwaway as it is now, and I don't think it really fit in with the rest of the material. So I'd rework it and maybe just make like a, a funk, a rock funk version. Maybe. I'm loving the sound of that. <laughs> loving the sound of you know what? If you could do a rock and roll, good time rock and roll uh, anthem duet with somebody, um, uh, who would it be? If you could, straight off the top of your head, who would you most like to duet with? Unfortunately, he's dead. Does that count? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, who? Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley, really? Yeah. Got an amazing uh, musician and uh, singer-songwriter Jeff. But that surprises me a little bit. But then, when you talk about your forthcoming album and haven't heard yeah. the new record uh, back to scratch, I can see yeah, you and Jeff Buckley, God rest his soul, uh, yeah. have, have doing what would have been a fantastic duet. Uh, yeah. But I am absolutely delighted that you've come along on the show today. Thank you for having me. And I, you really need to get that. I know you've got your album and you've got your tour. It sounds like you're putting the plans into action for the tour. But that TV show as well, I mean, that was just a cracking TV show, honestly. Oh, bless you. Yes, I, mean, I shall definitely get it, pull it out the bag for you next year. <laughs> yeah, you do that just for me, Rossi. Definitely, just for you, Rossi. All right, Charlotte Church, ladies and gentlemen, has been our guest this morning. What a pleasure. Oh, what an thank absolute you. pleasure. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Matt and Luke Goss celebrate their birthday today. Their birthday on the same day. Well, the twins. <gasps> Are they twins? <laughs> I never knew they were. I thought they were brothers. <laughs> Thanks to Charlotte Church. She was great. She was an absolute, absolute joy to have in the studio. Coming up a little bit later in this podcast, you will hear when Liz McLaren joined us in the studio and played a round of The Village Idiot. First, though, uh, last week, somehow we ended up with a father on one line and a son on the other. And a father and son battled it out for the village idiot. We all got very confused as to who was who, because the day before the father and son challenged one another, the son come on posing as the father. Confused? Get a load of this. Rossi and Co are asking that you step up to the plate to take part in a quiz that could see you crowned as great. Or maybe end up outcast and be called the Formby Fool, the Dovecot Div, the Old Swan Oaf, loser of Otter's Pool. Only you can save yourself from being imbecile of Lydiate. So accept the challenge and let us see who'll be the Village Idiot. I have mentioned before, but uh, do it again. He's, he wants to mention on the village idiot. It's, uh, it's Joseph Gavin, and it's his fifth birthday today from Mummy and Daddy. Hello to all the kids who listen and love the village idiot. I'm glad you can join us. Right then, village idiot is back for day number two. His name is Robbie Clark from the village of Runcorn. Good morning, Robbie. Morning, Rossi. Good morning, Robbie, and uh, welcome back to the show. Playing in your opposite corner uh, is Lee. Uh, Lee Clark from, uh, from Runcorn as well. Good morning, Lee. Yeah, I've got a bit of a uh, confession to make, Rossi. This isn't Larry Lee Clark. I'm Robbie Clark. That other one is an imposter. It's an imposter? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> I'm Spartacus. You might be Spartacus. I'm confused. So hang on, who's Robbie? So Lee, are you called Robbie? <laughs> Robbie, I'm, I'm called Robbie. Robbie. I'm called Robbie. Right. <laughs> Listen, you're grounded. You're grounded. What do you mean you're... You're grounded. You won't get nothing to call He's grounded, he's getting nothing for Christmas, tell him. <laughs> why, who, why, so hang on, Lee, is your real name Robbie? 
Yeah, right, I'm we're gonna, we're, right, 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 okay. And who and who was the village idiot yesterday? That was Lee. 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 And and are you related? <laughs> well, we're not no more, no. <laughs> now, tell us, not, well, hang on, one of you speak at a time. Right. Uh Lee who the, the person who came on is Lee, who's not the village idiot. You speak. Tell yes. us tell us who who are you and, and and what's your relation? My real name's Robbie Clark and that lad on the other end of the phone was my son up until yesterday. And what's his name? His name's Lee Clark. So why did he come on pretending to be you, your, his dad? He might have been sort of a... Uh, ...buffed me up and win the quiz, but he hasn't. He's made me up to <laughs> All right, okay, right, right. So, Lee, who who came on as, impos as an imposter as his dad... Lee, you're the village idiot, right? Okay? So you... Oh. Just, this will really simplify things. If you think you know the answer, shout out, idiot. The real Robbie, the daddy, the daddy, because you're from Runcorn, shout out Runcorn, Okay. Okay, I will is, that, is that okay with you? Is that okay with everybody? Yes. Okay, right. He'll do as he's told. <laughs> right, here we go. Oh, God almighty. My head's battered with uh, so, all of so, this. So mine is too. Right, okay, the village idiot. So, uh, so Lee the son, shout out idiot. Daddy, shout out uh, Ron Corn. And they're all uh, Derby orientator questions. Here we go. The village idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. In all sayings, what sky at night is a shepherd's delight? Idiot, welcome. Idiot. Red sky at night. Idiot. Idiot, go ahead, Lee. Red sky at night, say if you like. Robbie, please, I'll cut you off if you uh, interrupt again. <laughs> right, it's 1-0 to the sun. Okay. Okay, question number two, Lee, and Robbie and everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What is the name given to a steak flash fried on the outside of... Idiot. Idiot. Blue. Ooh, Daddy, you're trailing 2-0. Maybe your son will take you to, uh, to the race course for this big meeting. Right, okay. <laughs> Question number three. In snooker, add the points you would score for potting the red and blue ball. Run corn. Run corn. Six. You've got a point. Two, one. Question number four. Who are we? Who are we? We perform in the sky. We fly Idiot. over... I Idiot. Idiot. Idiot was first... What did he say? He said the red devils. Oh, yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. Uh, listen, I'm going to give it to the dad. It's too old. Yes, no, listen, I'm the adjudicator here. <laughs> Jamie Booth. <laughs> Jamie Booth said, Jay, Rossi speaking. <laughs> I can't wait for this game to finish. Honest to God. Right, it's two apiece. Okay. I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather be sung win, really, but I'll sign you best. Okay, no, listen, just, you can share it among yourselves. It is two apiece. Right, here we go. Name in the Bible, the sea famously parted by... Run corn. The Red Sea. Yes, parted by Moses. Now, Daddy, if you get this right, you win. Lee, Jr., the current village idiot, you need this to stay in the game. Okay. Question number six. What were the blue shoes that Elvis famous... Idiot. 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 Swede. Here oh. we go, three all, and this is the decider. I'm embarrassed you got that one, Lee. <laughs> this <laughs> is the decider. <laughs> Here we go, the deciding question, okay? <laughs> the deciding question. In 1984, a German artist called Nana had a hit... Runcorn, Runcorn. Runcorn. 99 red balloons. Had a hit singing about how many red balloons, the 99. answer... 
is 99 red balloons. So, oh God. So, Robbie Senior, the daddy, you have won this fabulous prize courtesy of Faye. Does that, does that mean I'm not the village idiot anymore? No. No, Lee's the idiot. Lee's, a villi- no, Lee's the village idiot. Lee yeah. is the son. Lee. I don't know who I'm Lee. talking oh, to. Oh, God. Lee, you know what you are. <laughs> so, are you, okay to come, are you okay to come back on Monday, Lee? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good prizes next week. So, uh, Lee, we'll speak to you Monday. Uh, Robbie Senior, the dad. Bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> you've won a meal for two in the Turf Restaurant, two county concourse badges for the brand new fixture Saturday the 11th of June 2011, and an overnight stay for two in the Holiday Inn Express at Chester Racecourse. Is that okay? That's absolutely amazing, you know. Thank you very much. It was good to speak to you, Robbie. Okay, and all your family. You Have a great weekend. The Village Idiots, well, it happens every weekday morning at 8.35, and it does uh, do what it says on the can. The Village Idiot. Uh, right then, uh, so uh, the father won that round of The Village Idiot, and then a couple of days later, the son, uh, Liam, I think it was, or Lee, Lee, won himself off The Village Idiot. Right, <laughs> here's a guy who could definitely, definitely fall into the category of a village idiot. He phoned up Asda to complain about his pizza. Why? Have a listen. Good afternoon, you food to the Asda service team. How can I help? Hi, I'm, I'm really not happy. I'd like to make a complaint, please. Okay, then, sir. What is this complaint about? Uh, well, listen, I've just bought a pizza in Asda's in Merthyr Tidville. I've just got home. There's absolutely no topping on it. You know, that's, that's my dinner for the night. Right, there's no topping on it whatsoever? <sighs> no, nah, just bread. It's- just bread and tomato sauce? No, not even tomato sauce, just bread. Oh, okay then, sir. Sorry about that, first of all. But um, thanks for letting us know this information. Mm. Because what I'm actually going to do for you now is I'm going to log a product quality claim. Mm. And this is where we're going to get you out a letter of an apology and also a goodwill gesture for the inconvenience caused by a product. And from the packaging details that you submit to me, we'll be able to launch a little investigation as to why this happened or is happening. Plus, that provides feedback as well for us and our suppliers to make things better in the future. I mean, what about my dinner now, though? I've got to go hungry, have I? Well, this... I'm sorry about that, sir, but if you can get back to the store, they'll be able to exchange this for you. Oh, i got to go all the way back up to Asda just to take this bloody pizza back and get a new one. We're topping on. Well, sorry about that, sir, because all I can do for... Obviously, I can't send you out a pizza, can I, so... This you could, you could you get one delivered, or...? Could I get one delivered? It's just, you know, it's a long way. I mean, that's a doublest top in Asda. I'm all the way bottom of town. It's a long way to go. Right, unfortunately, I won't be able to provide that service for you. Can, which, which area are you delivering? Oh, in town, in Merthyr. I mean, look at it. It's just... Ah, oh, wait. Ah. Oh, I, I so, my mate, sorry. I've, I've opened it upside down. <laughs> are you being serious? Ah, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, that's why there was no topping. I was looking at the bottom. What a, what, what a, what a donut. <laughs> Just like something Jay would do that. That right. is some, very something Jay asked. De- de- definitely has to be said. It's, it's, it is like something you would do, Jay. But even if he bought the pizza and it was just flatbread, he could have done something with it. He could have put anything on it, really. Yeah. A, bit, a bit of ketchup, some ham, some cheese. But it sounded like he had nothing else in the world in the house to eat. Like empty eat, cupboards. He'd just eat that on its own. He, he sounded like old Mother Hubbard. <laughs> he went to the cupboard to get the poor dog a bone. And when she got there, the cupboard was bare and the poor little dog he got none. <laughs> uh, but uh, full marks and attention to the guy from Asda, the way he handled our telephone call. Uh, right now, some of the uh, things that we do at 6.35 weekday mornings. Here's some of the very best of our true stories on the Radio City Breakfast Show podcast with me. Rossi and the Co. Waking you up on weekdays. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. 20 with one true story. 
Come Please. on. All right, it's a true story, and it involves you and your and your husband, Steve. And I don't know what's going on in the Simmel household, but. Uh, Although it seems uh, he's needing a little bit of uh, a bit of extra help these days, uh, old Steve, oh, uh, from the old little blue tablets, the old Viagra pill. Oh. Old Viagra pill. Word on the street, down with my homies, innit? Uh, and word on the street is that he went to his GP only yesterday, Jay. <laughs> Steve went to his GP only yesterday. And uh, he asked for uh, a pack of, uh, of six uh, Viagra pills. Viagra pills asked for a pack of six. Um... Initially, the doctor asked him uh, for some sort of medical proof or evidence that he needed these Viagra in the first place, because they are medication. Mm. He asked for a pack of six. The doctor asked him for medical proof or evidence as to why he needed them in the first place. The doctor ended up giving him 24. Two dozen. 24? Yeah. How did he get to 24? Uh, apparently, uh, Steve showed him a, a photograph of his missus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so that just was uh, the solid proof that the doctor needed that uh, this boy needed a little bit of extra help. Like, talking to you anymore. <laughs> uh, well, I was sitting in the house yesterday, and uh, the missus came back. She, she, she'd been off working, and she stopped off, and she, she did a bit of shopping. And she says, I've got a big tub of ice cream. And I said, oh, nice. She says, do you fancy some? I said, uh, how hard is it, the ice cream? How hard is it? She said, well, it's... It's about as hard as you when you think about me naked. I said, go on, pour us a bowl then. <laughs> right, then, do you want a true story about a blonde mortician? I'm very scared about this true story, but yes, I Why do. are you scared about it? Because I don't know. I've just got a funny feeling about it. You've got a funny feeling, <laughs> have you? <laughs> you are quite squirmish, aren't you? Squeamish, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you might not like this one then. Uh, there was a man who sadly had just passed away and he was delivered to the local mortuary uh, and he was wearing a very, very expensive and expertly tailored black suit. The female blonde mortician asks the deceased wife how she would like her, her husband's body dressed. She points out uh, that the man looks absolutely fantastic in this really nice, expensive, exquisite black suit uh, he's already wearing. Uh, the widow, however, says that she always thought that her husband looked his very, very best in a blue suit and that she wanted him in a blue suit to be buried in. So she gives the blonde mortician a blank check. Uh, she goes, I don't care what it costs. We've got a few quid, but please get the best blue suit for my husband for the wake and the viewing. There we go. Bless her. The woman uh, goes away and comes back to the chapel arrest uh, the next day for the wake. And to her delight, she finds her husband dressed in the most gorgeous blue suit that she's ever seen with a, a tiny little pinstripe down the suit. It fits him perfectly, and uh, she's really, really happy. She says to the mortician, whatever it cost, I am very satisfied. You did an excellent job. I've got to give you praise, and I'm very grateful. How much did you spend? To her astonishment, the blonde mortician presented her with a blank check and said, there's no charge to you. She goes, I beg your pardon. She says, no, really. I must compensate you. I must give you something. It must have cost you something for the blue suit. No, honestly, said the mortician, there's no charge. Basically, it costs nothing. You see, another dead gentleman was uh, brought in to the, uh, the, the, the mortician, uh, the, you know, the chapel of rest yesterday, uh, about your husband's size, and he was brought shortly in after you had left. He was wearing a very attractive blue suit. So I asked his wife if he minded him going to his grave wearing the black suit instead. And she said it made no difference as long as my husband looks okay and looks nice uh, for his final departure of this earth. So, 
said the, the, the woman to the mortician. So you swap suits? No, said the mortician. So I switched heads. <laughs> well, you know what you say. The old saying goes, two heads are better than one. Uh, Radio City 96.7. This is the podcast with me, Rossi, and the co. And here was Liz McLaren, who joined us last week and coming back to Liverpool very soon to partake in a fantastic stage production at the Echo Arena. We're talking War of the Worlds. Here's Liz. Jennifer Ellison is right, Rossi Lard. Hello, this is Trevor McDonald here. And finally, what is right, Rossi Lard. Really, really good guest yes, recently. And also, we've had a couple of good wedding scammers. Uh, here's a clip of one where I joined us pretending to be becoming an official member of the Coke. Good morning, Liz. Good job, Carl. How are you? Good morning, uh, here's uh, some of the best bits of our wedding scammers from the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that is, uh, that is a good tea maker. It's coffee, I think, is it? Tea? No, tea? Oh, there is wow. a wedding scammer a on the radio shit, every like, single... Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> There's a wedding scammer. There'll be a brand new wedding scammer Monday morning at 10 past 8. Every Monday morning at 10 past 8. And if you miss it, we rerun it at 10 past 7 on Friday Here on the Radio City Breakfast Show. Available on DAB Digital Radio. You can hear us online, radiocity.com. Uk or in good old fashioned <laughs> FM Radio City ninety six point seven six so, to ten uh, Monday are, to Friday. You are There's the final bell. Your, your ding ding. We're out of here. Thank you very much, Jane. Thank you very much, Simon Ross. And uh, thank you for I And thank you, Claire Simonson. Thank you, Mister Ross. And we've been back with another podcast. It's War of the Worlds, which has been touring now for a couple of a couple of years. This this sort of new, but this is like a new cast with yourself and Jason Donovan and. Uh, mm. Jeff Wayne, of course, and uh, and Chris Thompson, and uh, I didn't realise until you told me off air before that you still use that uh, very famed voice of Richard Burton. We do, we do, because uh, that's really scary, isn't Here it? Here we go. No one would have believed in the last years wow. of the 19th century that human affairs were being watched from the timeless worlds of space. Jeff Wayne's The War of the... Isn't it so absolutely superb, that? It's so good. And, and the other thing that... Uh, I don't want to spoil it for people that are going, but mm. it's... Uh, Richard Burton, who has sadly been dead for many, many years, does make an appearance. He does, actually, yeah. He makes and, an appearance. A, a very, very larger-than-life appearance. It was almost in the way Robbie Williams appeared with Take That after he split up from Take That. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. So uh, that, that's a, a, it's another. It's just another exciting piece about this uh, this fantastic musical, uh, which comes to uh, the Echo Arena on uh, Tuesday, the seventh of December, in the build-up to Crimbo. It will be, and I'm really excited because you know the way that I come here on the mornings when we do interviews. I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely petrified about being so high up. Yeah. Every time I go, oh my god. Well, you know, I've got to levitate 35 foot in the air while singing a harmony with Ridian. <laughs> no. I think possibly I might be a little bit sharp, so I think we're going to practice that one. Who's your hobby in, in the show? I thought being with Ridian. And do you know what? Ridian's brilliant. Is he? He's he scares me a bit. Honestly, well, I was a, I was a bit scared about meeting Everything him. Everything scares him. <laughs> no, he's just got but a scary, so, like, persona. No, he's, he's so nice. He's absolutely hilariously funny. He's actually got a bit of a scout's humour. Is he, is he your husband? He, in, yeah. In, 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 in yeah. one of the worlds. And, one, and Jason Donovan, what is, uh, what is his part? He's the artillery man. Right, okay. So yeah. uh, so uh, the album, by the way, is is a fantastic album. I bought it in vinyl when I was a kid and I've got it in CD. And it features so many stars as well as Richard Burton. David, a very young Cockney David Essex yeah. uh, narrates in a little bit. Is this all incorporated into the uh, into the show? Yeah, it is. It's got lots and lots of parts of it. Because this, this one is bigger 
bigger than ever. They've got more names, and we've got like a th- three-ton, mar- like thirty-five foot high Martian that actually throws laser beams into the this audience. Is, oh, he, he's not going to go. <laughs> no. He's, he's not going to go. No, he is a he is a scurdy well, pants. You know, the thing is for me is that because this will be the first time that it's come to Liverpool because of you know it has to be arenas everywhere it goes because it's so big. But um, it'll be the first time it comes to Liverpool, and it's me being here, and it just gets me all excited. Our guest right now is Liz McClarnon. Yeah. See you test your music knowledge. Who did the original version of this? Um, 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 it's from it's, Canada. It's, it's uh, Brian. Brian, yeah, Brian. Who's Bri- written a song for me for my album? Really? Well, now tell us about this. When's the album coming out? Next year. It's, there's no release date yet. Well, obviously, uh, I d- this this tour with uh, War of the Worlds is, is not only going to take in just the UK and Ireland, but you're going off in Europe as well. Yeah. And uh, we were just looking through the amount of stuff that you've got <laughs> that you've got to lug around. It's on, but how many how many of those big articulated lorries uh, travel around? Probably, probably. I think there's about eight or something. So, but like proper HGVs. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a big convoy. Yeah. Uh, it's like a big convoy of lorries. Now, I've got to go through some stuff that we've got on you. Uh, you were the very, very first ever member of Atomic Kitten, is that right? Yes. Uh, audition with Andy McCluskey. has got new material out as well with his yeah. band OMD. And uh, you, uh, well, and Heidi, was was Heidi from the Sugar Babes an original member? She wasn't Atomic Kitten, but um, Kerry and I were in a band with her. Oh, really? What was that called? Mm-hmm. We called ourselves several things. Mayhem, Exit... <laughs> Um. Mayhem and Kerry, I just can't see how no, those, no, two, no. those two no. came together. Um, I remember uh, when, when you guys uh, brought Right Now out, I was working down at a radio station in London. We used to do a Sunday afternoon show in a nightclub called Home. Do you remember, yep. do you remember those gigs? Yeah, I do. I can remember you guys coming down particularly rowdy, but <laughs> Kerry stood out as the rowdiest of all, of all the artists that came down on a Sunday afternoon. She was... She was yeah, she was very loud, yeah. Very, very loud. Three number ones, of course, uh, Hole Again, Eternal Flame, and The Tide Is High. Hey. What was your favourite of those three? Um, to sing Hole Again, but to yeah. perform Tide is High. I think I think Hole I think Hole Again was absolutely a superb record. Absolutely. Who wrote that? Andy McCluskey. Andy McCluskey. A, a friend of mine as well called Bill Padley. Right. Okay. And uh, you've been on tour with Robin Gibb. This is, is something I didn't know. Yeah. No, I didn't go on tour with him. I went. Um, he. I met him on on a show in Birmingham, and that's when he asked me to do Woman in Woman Love. in Love. Because yeah. did he write that for Barbara Streisand originally? Yeah. They've, they've written so many songs. I know it's mad. Isn't and it? they're quite good at helping out and backing vocals as well. Yeah. Sometimes they can sound more girly than the girls. <laughs> they can. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> and uh, of course, Love Island. That seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. How long ago was that, Love Island? God, that was that was like two thousand and four or five, something like that. Paul Denan. Do you still keep in touch with Paul Denan? No, I saw him recently, and dear God, he looks rough. I saw. <laughs> is he? He's, he's like he is. Honest. He's no. I know. So we love honesty in this like, show. He had like bright red eyes, and he was sweating cobs, and I went to you, bevies. You know, he was auditioning. <laughs> he was auditioning for a part in War of the Worlds. <laughs> bright red eyes. I uh, yeah he's he's uh, yeah he seems to like to party a little bit yeah he was just I I I think he was looking at me thinking oh I do know you from somewhere not he was not with it he's in that ad isn't he the Daz ad. Yeah, with Jenny Ellison. You had me a summer flower power. I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, and do you keep in touch with anybody from uh, Celebrity Love Island? Um, no, I used. To, I don't actually. know. I see uh, Lee Sharp um, around, and yeah. I used to be quite friendly with Jane Middlewest, but uh, something happened there. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, not to do with me. No, nope. do with me. And uh, and of course, uh, Celebrity Master Chef. And uh, you, you have a book coming up, but you said that it's harder to get the book out than it is an album. Yeah, it just takes so long. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, your publisher's like, uh, I need um, like a copy of your um, synopsis, and um, <laughs> they're just, they're, they're just like, you know, they don't ask you straight questions, do they? No, they go. So, how how do you feel if um, because I've, I've got a fiction novel coming out as well, right? And they're like, That's so right. if, if does your character feel like she's, you know, like this? And you're like, ah. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I just write it. No, no, it is. It's good. It's 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 very different. When did I see you that you were writing the fiction uh, novels coming out? Was it was it was it on Loose Women? Was it what was that interview? Um, I don't know. Uh, this, have you been on Loose Women? Yeah. That's the TV show. Yeah. Okay. Not a physical. <laughs> have you been a Loose Woman? <laughs> <laughs> have you been on Loose um, Women? I'm sorry, I couldn't possibly answer that question. <laughs> uh, and uh, and and to recap, the uh, the seventh of December, you come back to your hometown. Are you going to get a couple of days here in Liverpool? No. Uh, yeah because we're on the 5th we're in Manchester so right. I'll probably get I'll come home straight after that yeah in Manchester I'll come here and um and I think there'll be a, um, a nice little family do yeah a little coming up to Christmas it'll be yeah. rude not to it'll be rude not to uh, I want to thank you very much for coming in on uh, and, and playing on behalf of uh, the guys on the Village Idiot this morning thank and you. I know you've got to rush off and you've got another interview and you've got another interview and you're going to be when's this tour go <laughs> how long does this tour go to um uh, end of January all right. It's end of January. Yeah. Wow. It's meant to be. Well, no, it's in Germany. It finishes the end of January. Right. In okay. England, it finishes the end of December. I think you could probably find. They probably <laughs> keep on adding dates and dates yeah, and dates onto this. Uh, this is one that'll just just keep going because it's it's timeless, isn't it? The War of the Worlds is totally timeless. Mm. And I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm not going to say what happens, but with the big uh, the big sort of monster laser thing, mm. the front row at the Echo Arena. Uh, are in for a little oh, oh, I have to say actually very quickly my dad my dad wouldn't wait for the tickets to come out he wouldn't wait for me to get him house tickets he, he was on the phone at 9 o'clock when they came out the first morning oh. and he said I still didn't get front row you need to talk to someone about that you need to pull a few strings because yeah. you're Marlis McLaren after all you know what I mean and you are blue and what's your score prediction for Sunday's uh, derby game at Goodison Park um, it's going to be really disappointing for, for you know for people to hear this but I think nil nil because we're both being a bit shocking at the minute <laughs> I'm glad you said shocking I thought you were going to say something else but... <laughs> Thank you very much for coming in this morning. Waking you up on weekdays. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Fantastic guests. We've had some really, really good guests in recently. And also we've had a couple of good wedding scammers. Uh, here's a little clip of one where I phoned up pretending to be Father Jamie Booth Simmonson. Talking to a fella who's a Manchester United fella. And he's a fan and he's got a dog called the devil. There'll be a brand new wedding scammer Monday morning at 10 past 8. Every Monday morning at 10 past past eight and if you miss it we rerun it at ten past seven on Friday mornings here on the Radio City Breakfast Show available on uh, DAB Digital Radio you can hear us online radiocity.co.uk or in good old fashioned FM Radio City 96.7 6 to 10 Monday to Friday there's the final bell ding ding we're out of here thank you very much Jay Hind Thank you very much, Simon Ross. And, and thank you, Claire Simonson. Thank you, Mr. Ross. And we'll be back with another podcast next week. Here's uh, some of the best bits of our wedding scammers from the week gone by. Are you winding me up? Is your dog name called Devil? Yeah, my dog, Little Devil. You want to take a devil into my church? Now, why, did, why would you no, call... No, why, yes, no. Why? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just calm down. Oh, I don't I... want to take a devil into your church. Why, why take, did you call it... Why did you call... Dog. You're talking over me now. Why did you call the dog Devil? Why would you call one of God's creatures the devil? Because 
obviously, it's, I'm sure you're fully aware that I'm from Manchester, and we've been from Manchester, I'm a big Manchester United fan, hence the name The Red Devils, and that's why I've called my dog Little Devil. Oh my word, I'm not really happy about it. Is that, is it he won't bite well, anybody or any of the congregation? He, uh, he certainly will not, he's a very friendly dog father, I will, I will not have that level with my dog, that's all. Is he house trained? He'll not be doing a leak walking up the he's island, mate. You're not listening to me, father, he's been with me for ten years. He's lived with me. Yeah. He's a very friendly dog. I'm sure he's that very, very friendly. He'll not bite, he'll not wet the place. I understand he that. Won't. I'm not I'm not really that happy, honestly. I'm not joking you now. Well, to Tim. be honest, Father, I'm not happy about dancing, so you'll never walk alone. But Tim, but Tim, Tim, you're not Tom, my name is Tom. Jesus. Uh, so uh, excuse me, do you mind not blaspheming now? I didn't realise you're a Manchester United fan, and honestly, not that that should make any difference with me personally. Well, why should it? But why it should, should it? it's not that it's just one of those teams that are only there. Thanks to the extra help of the of the referees year wow, after year, season go. after season. No, it's it. I know you're sounding frustrated yourself now. Obviously, uh, being a fan of only the second best team in Manchester. What? What? Let me stop you there. Can I just say? You know, you like the rest of him, and I'm very surprised that a man of the cloth as well. He's supposed to be impartial, but the last time I looked, the trophies get handed out in October. No, they get handed out in May. So as far as I'm concerned. We're still the best team in Manchester. Do you know what I mean? We, we've paid a lot of money to get married in Liverpool, and my girlfriend and her family have been in the parish for many a year. It's a dream wedding to have it at that church, of but course. I tell you what, you, you're something nice at the minute, you're annoying me. I, well, no need for this. Well, there's no, there's no need to take that kind of attitude with me. I'm just, I'm just pointing out that you've had had the helping hand from referees. If you're, if you're, if you're drawing, if you're drawing or you're behind, you've seen six, seven, eight, maybe, you know, you, you nearly got another, another half. It was almost like three thirds instead of two halves sometimes in Old Trafford. I don't, I don't want to speak about this to you. I'm, honestly, I'll, I'll, so you haven't even bothered your backside to come and meet me yet before the wedding. It's only a couple of weeks away now. Listen, because I've been working overtime to pay for the bank Oh, you're swearing again. Tim, would you mind not swearing again? My name's Tom. Tom, Tim, it doesn't. Time. It doesn't matter. I still. It does matter. Seeing as you're going to be marrying me in a month's time. I'll have it I'd written like down. Know, when I get up there, are you going to remember the name? It's ridiculous, this. Ridiculous. I'm tell you what, I'll be on the phone to her when this is done. I'm not happy, Father. You're totally disrespectful on the phone to her. Do you mean the lovely Emily, the lovely Liverpool lass? Yes, my little princess. How on earth did she ever end up meeting you anywhere? That's what I'd like to know. Sometimes I look at people that are getting married and think, how did these two come together? She's lovely, he's a rotter, uh, uh, vice versa, vice versa. What do you mean I'm a rotter? How can you say that? You've never met me. We've had one telephone conversation, which ultimately... But you should have met me and you kept bailing out all the time, Tim. No, I've not, Father. I've been busy working overtime paying for the wedding. Do you not listen? I do listen. I do listen. And you know what, Tim? Tom! Tom. My name's Tom Christ how many times? Tom. Tim. Father. I've got a little email here from Emily. And my Go name's on. not really Father Jamie Bode Simonson. My name is Rossi from Radio City 96.7 Liverpool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a wind up? Uh, well, it's uh, yeah. In in a sense, it's a, it's a Radio City breakfast show wedding scammer call, and you have been well and truly Rossified.
At this point, I would like to well, wish you. I'm sharing in everything. When I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. And I, and I give. What's wrong with my dog as well? Nothing Sorry. wrong with your dog at all. I'm sure it's a beautiful dog. I've not oh. seen any any pictures. I'm a big animal and dog lover myself. But do you know what? I've got to say, Tom. Thank you very much for being such <laughs> such a good sport. And I, I do, and I do hope Man U end up higher than uh, Man City this season. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm going to get on the phone to her now. You go and give Thank her a you. buzz and have a good down to 13. Thank See you, you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits you might have missed. Updated weekly and available via radiocity.co.uk or iTunes.